So I decided to, to, to really try to become professional. So you realized like a, a 15 to 20 year dream to make the Olympic team. It was a really long process. I start maybe yeah, 15 years before. You have to, to get the, the right decision, the right mind. And uh, yeah, for me, it was the, like the dream to be on the start line. Hi, welcome to the Pylon Ultra Pod. It's been a busy time for us since our last podcast with Gediminis Grinius. Did you listen to that one? It was a great conversation. He certainly speaks his mind and has so much passion for the sport. I can't tell you how many people have asked me to speak to him again to get under the skin of his issues with Killian Journey. So we're back. We had been hanging off to see how some races were going to go towards the end of the summer, hoping that not everything was going to get the chop. The last one we were tracking was Diagonal de Feu, which for today's guest is a race that's very close to his heart. We were really keen to speak to him in the last interview we'll do for our Series 2 partner Comprisport, as David has lived the elite athlete life as both a trail runner and a triathlete. We've spoken to some amazing athletes over the last few months across both sports, so it'll be great to hear more about David's experience at the top in both and where his real passion lies. He started in the sport of triathlon, racing from the age of 12. From there, he showed his pedigree for competition and went on to be the best triathlete in France. And at London 2012, finished fourth at the Olympic Games, just 18 seconds behind the bronze. When you meet David, you can tell that he knows how to train and he knows how to race. So it was no surprise that he's already been successful in his current passion, trail running. And as well as competing here in Chamonix, his major goal is to be successful at his home race of Diagonal de Feu. He's a Comprisport athlete, a husband and a dad, and we're grateful to have this chance to talk. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi James, how are you doing? I don't know about you, but here in France it certainly feels like we're heading into autumn. I'm starting to feel that little, little nip in the air on those early morning runs. Is the head torch out already for you on those early running sessions? It sure is. Um, yesterday morning, intervals for about an hour and a half and it was head torch from start to finish. We have tripped over into autumn and it was gloves this morning it was cold the gloves are out already wow gloves are out all right okay shall we crack on uh, we are delighted to welcome david to the show we've been trying to sort this out for a few weeks so we're excited to make this happen thanks so much for joining us david i understand you've been doing a bit of racing recently for the military in france yeah 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 that's true hello paul hello james yeah, thanks to having me in the Pilon Ultrapod. Yeah, I'm really glad to, to join you guys to talk uh, about uh, my sporting career. Yeah, it's great. It, we were excited to talk to you, especially because we've been speaking to some triathletes and some ultra runners, and obviously you've got great experience in both and you've taken it to the highest level. So it's quite exciting for us anyway. So as I said, um, over the last few months, we've spoken to a lot of Compre Sport athletes and I was triathletes in particular and I was surprised at the different ways that they each got into the sport it seems it's either from a pure running background or from an initial passion for running am I right in thinking that you are different again from that and that triathlon was the sport where you first started learning the art of competition 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's true, Paul. I'm coming from uh, triathlon. A triathlon. I, I've been uh, yeah competing in the international circuit for pr- pretty much uh, 15 years. Uh, yeah, and my uh, my sport um, background was a bit different of uh, running. So actually, I. I uh, grew up uh, in uh, Rainian Island, so I think a lot of people yeah. know this island uh, because it's uh, the Diagonal des Fous is located. So it's the um, yeah. yeah. So and uh, my parents moved there when I was two years old. So I born in Paris, and I, I I've been really lucky to yeah to grew up in this uh, tropical atmosphere, and. Um, I start uh, really early when I was maybe five years old to, to swim, uh, because we were living by the by the ocean, by the lagoon. It was really important to know uh, how to how to yeah how to, how to swim, and we we were um, like uh, surfing at the moment, and like all these kind of sports, surfing, uh, diving, and stuff. And uh, my parents weren't really. Uh, care about about this and uh, yeah I try um, I start by uh, doing some uh, went back in the pool okay um, so David um, triathlon is a it's an amazing sport and you're starting to make the journey over into um, running in ultras <clears throat> but before we talk about your ultra career yeah. it would be it'd be interesting to to um, just find out how how early did you did you find out you had a talent for such a multi-discipline sport like triathlon? Yeah, so actually, like like I, I uh, told before, yeah, I, I uh, start by uh, by swimming, and I really like this kind of sport, like uh, you know, aerobic, and uh, I, I got the I think the the mental in the head to to go ahead and to really push myself. And then uh, a bit later, I went to the to the college and tried to to push myself on the in the running uh, part, like with the cross, the college cross, and uh, all these uh, little uh, races. And I've I've been yeah, I got some pretty good results. And um, yeah, it was like maybe uh, I've been maybe ten yeah ten years old, twelve years old, and. Uh, some a day, so people uh, ask me if I want to do a triathlon because uh, it, uh, this uh, kind of sport uh, just uh, starting in La Réunion, and I say, oh yes, why not? I'm I'm swimmer. I want to try something different, and uh, yeah, it was um, I really like him, I really really like it, sorry, and uh, uh, I have good results. So I, actually, I, I won the race. So. And I say, oh, let's try this tri- triathlon. And uh, I keep on uh, training and training. And um, at, there is a really uh, important step, uh, like uh, moment. It's uh, at at 15 years old. I decide to to move up to the France in the like we call a sport étude. Like you can train and you can go to school to make your okay. passion and uh, so I decide to move to France to live my dream and to try to to be the best as possible. So was, was that kind of like a scholarship like the, the Americans have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of this. Yeah. So actually I went to France in a cadet uh, category to make the French championship and I was I got sixth and the people from the, um, the scholarship Say, oh, what you don't want to come in France and to try to do triathlon? We 
we will be really um, glad to uh, to have you in, in our team and I'll say yeah yeah I want to try I really want to experience that and uh, so at, at 15 years old I decide to move to France and um, so in 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 the center of France so it was pre- pretty hard yeah. at, at the beginning because the um, the weather and the um, like you know the the climate yeah the climate was really really different from where i I used to live and uh, i say okay i'm doing this year i i uh, i'm training as full as i can and uh, let's see if if it's going well or not and uh, yeah i really really like it and uh, i got some good results as well and it was in the 2000 and um, and uh, yeah, my my uh, way was um, so I decided to 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 really try to become professional and and yeah. I I um, I've been lucky to move to south of France in the National Sports Center, and this is where really uh, increasing my level and uh, go- going into the pro- to the process to be uh, the top uh, top athlete. Which is amazing. So, so at fifteen, you've basically moved from Ladder Union to France. Yeah. And did you did you make that move on your own, or did your family come with you? Uh, no, I I make this move by myself. So I leave. I left. I left wow. my family. Uh, but I I want. Um, I was really um, focused on the on my on my dream i was dreaming of doing uh olympics it was my uh so actually i i, I have two two dreams when i leave la reunion it was doing olympics and doing la diagonale des fous so but i i start by uh by try to do uh my, as best as possible in triathlon and uh but yeah at the end it was really really hard but i think it uh he put me in the um, in the right direction as uh, don't uh, so going out of the comfort zone and always like uh, challenging yourself uh, and not uh, not do, not doing something to like I mean not easy but uh, you know what I mean so always always yeah. uh, going through the um, the mountains as I mean and uh, and trying to to push and uh, yeah yeah it was it was a really long process was a really long process to get yep. on top but uh, i really like every single moment of this uh, uh acclimatization and, and stuff yeah so, so it sounds like you're always looking to pursue that next level and you you mentioned the the olympics there um which we can't interview david without talking about the olympics so um and you've probably talked about this a lot but our listeners will will would love to hear your story on that so obviously you were selected to run at the olympics london 2012 that's correct isn't it yeah 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 actually i went uh, i went to the to the olympics in london 2012 but uh, yeah to, uh, as I, I told it was a really long process i start maybe yeah 15 years before to to train every day really wow. really hard to to get my uh, to get my dream but uh, i was lucky to have some uh, good result in a junior like two times second at the world champion and so i have been lucky to be supporting by the federation and help me all, all through the my career to later on to be able to compete at the olympics but uh, yeah it's a uh, it's hard. Yeah, in triathlon is not. Um, how do you say? Uh, 
is not really easy no. uh, like 20 years before to to do it yeah. as professional and uh, yeah so with a sponsor and uh, I signed a contract with the military yeah uh, and it really yeah. helped me to in the bad moment when I have I got no results uh, to push on through and to keep on going and uh, around my uh, 25 years old so maybe 10 years before uh, after uh, starting really to to train I uh, I got my really first uh, international result and uh, yeah the top of the top was the the Olympics but uh, yes it was not really really easy to to get it yeah david you're you're probably bored of talking about it i'm sure everybody that you meet wants to talk about your olympic games but i I can't help but ask you this question just because it's quite exciting because there isn't really anything that's an equivalent in terms of trail running you know there's big races like utmb but there's nothing the size and scale of the olympics and i remember 2012 quite well and, and it's probably my favorite ever olympics it was just the real buzz um, what was yeah. what was that last year of training like then? Because you know you've worked for years and years before that, and then you've got this event coming up in the next year. Did it was it is it all consuming? Does it just take over your life in that last twelve months? Um, yeah, the thing is, I really, I really been um, focused on this on the race, like maybe three three years before, yeah. like in the two thousand and nine. I I got my my good uh, good results in Australia at the starting uh, on the starting season, yeah. and I say okay, I think I, I can do I can do the Olympics. I, I can be the Olympian, but I will. You have to really uh, be uh, yeah focus on this uh, on on the process and uh, try to put everything uh, on on your side. And I yeah I train like uh, like crazy huh? like in triathlon yeah it's not a secret like you training three times a, a day yeah. and I uh, step by step push uh, in, in training and uh, uh, so the, actually the 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 years before I got already qualified for Olympics I got fourth at the um, test event in London. Yeah. And I say, okay, I think I can do I can do the medals at the Olympics, but you have to make it right, make it really smart. And since then, like 12, 12 months before, I only uh, think about uh, the medals, not winning because I think it's been you have to be lucky to to win the race, but yeah. uh, uh, to for for the medals and uh, uh, yeah, and even last the when I restart the the season before the Olympics. I wanted to be really strong even in uh, January, like six, six, seven months before, yeah. to yeah to to control the training and the, all the camps in the altitude camps and stuff. And uh, and when I came to the um, starting line, I was really confident about myself, about my training, and I thought, yeah, I think I can win the race today. And uh, yeah, so. Yeah, I make the, everything, everything um, I could in, in this race. And I got um, not far from the medal, so I got fourth. But uh, yeah, I was really, yeah, really, gla- really proud, really glad about the, the result because uh, Brownlee's, the, bron- the yeah. brother, yeah. Uh, Brownlee are, are in front with and Gomez. And uh, the, this, this uh, guy was, uh, yeah, was uh, leading the pack like the 
the years before so they was really stronger yeah really really strong and uh i say yeah okay he's um it's a good, it's a good, uh, good result. You were definitely racing the best people in the world, so it says everything about how how well you did. Uh, I wondered if um, are you nervous at all because it's quite a difficult race cycle, obviously, because you've got the four years, so you're doing lots and lots of work, you know, three years out, and then uh, you're trying to peak for a single event over such a long period, and it must be quite challenging. And and I wondered if you ever felt nervous about. Uh, about injuries or pushing too hard in those last few months before the Olympics? No, um, I didn't really uh, realize how how hard it, it will be because uh, I wanted to to do it like perfect the, the year before, like the same training camp, the same altitude camp and the, as the Olympic goal. How close to the actual Olympics as a test event? Is that just the year before they do that or...? Yeah, so actually, we in triathlon there's the the test event yeah. twelve years before on the same uh, in the same course as the the, the Olympic Games, yeah. and I, I really wanted to come through the to the test event like I wanted to go for Olympics. I mean, uh, I did pretty much the same uh, program, like the same altitude camp in, in Font-Romeu, in Davos, in Switzerland, uh, as I wanted to do for uh, Olympics. And uh, that's the thing I was pretty confident was uh, when uh, I was ca- qualified. Yeah. And uh, I, I really know where to go and how to work. Uh, I just have to re- re- remake the same um, uh, process. Yeah. And... And David, so you realised like a, a 15 to 20 year dream to make the Olympic team <clears throat> and you had a phenomenal race to finish fourth in such a high quality field. Must have been both um, really amazing, but also so close yet so far away. What what happened after that? You know, because after, after you've done the Olympics, you've realised your dream. How What did you focus in on after that? Um, to, to keep yourself motivated. Um, yeah, actually, it was a really big, uh, yeah, for sure, big uh, goals for all of us. But uh, once yeah. you you hold him, and uh, it was pretty hard for me to keep on going like the the races after the, after this. And uh, yeah. um, I even decided to have uh, like a year off after in 2013 yeah. because I don't really find the motivation to yeah. go back uh, training and stuff. And that's why I decided to m- more like uh, doing more trails running and like something new. And um, but, you know, you are in the process with sponsors and, and stuff and you have to race to compete and to perform for the federation, for the yeah, for the sponsors and for the for money. So I decide to, OK, I, I, I'm I want to try to have a better result at the next Olympic Games in Rio for four years la- later. And so I, uh, I stopped one year stop. I was uh, thinking about how I can make it maybe better and i decided to go with uh, joel filiol he's a canadian coach yeah um, and we have been in um, like training in uh, like in australia in uh, new zealand and so okay, really different way that's uh, that i used to do and uh, yeah, it was really really cool because I've been uh, I I trained really really hard for maybe three three years and uh, i really uh, 
think I have to stop uh, a moment to to go to go on. But uh, yeah, finally, I uh, I wanted to, to try the, the Olympics for for Rio, but uh, uh, I I missed um, the qualification mm -hmm. for nothing, and uh, I've been uh, yeah was I really I've been really fr frustrated about the, the selection. It was the feder federal um, decision, and I say okay, I'm, I, I want to do something different now. I'm not. I, I got my first uh, first kids, and I've. I was not more uh, motivated and, um, than before. And I say, okay, it's, it's time for to change something and to go to explore a new new way, new path, new, new trails. And, and I guess then, David, that becomes your journey into trail and ultra running because you, you talked earlier, there was two goals, Olympics and Diagonal yeah. Day Foo. So obviously not qualifying for Rio is, is that the point where you started to switch to trail and ultra running? Um, yeah, I, I used to, to do t uh, trail running when I was uh, training for triathlon. Uh, I mean, in winter yep. when I, I used to train, I, I was using to, yeah, to train in La Réunion and uh, I really like to go in the in the mountain, like to work on the strange and like uh, like different, you know, different way as, as a triathlon uh, process. Yeah. And uh, I was doing some maybe one, two races per, per year, but not that long, maybe 25, 30K. And I, I was really, yep. yeah, like like it. Because uh, I was yeah, running in the nature by myself, like uh, no, no rules, and you with the digestion, and so it was really different from triathlon. Triathlon, you dive, uh, you start, uh, you swim as fast as you can. It's like a video game, you know. You <laughs> don't realize how, how you are, and yeah. you are full from <laughs> from the start to the finish line, and you don't really. It's, it's, it's a really different uh, approach from trail running, but. I was professional and my sponsors and stuff and uh, yeah, couldn't make it uh, yet. And uh, I say, okay, maybe uh, uh, now I'm 30, 30 years old. I missed uh, Rio for the for nothing because I I actually in Rio I missed the the, the spot, but I got the the qualification uh, like London. Yeah. So at the um, at the test event one year before in London in uh, Rio, sorry, I got fourth, and the yeah. the selection for the French was the top two French in the top four, uh -huh. and Vincent Louis got second, and I got fourth, and I say okay, I I will do the. The Rio again, so I was training for for this uh, this uh, event, yeah. and only for this event in October I was I was a bit uh, older, and I was to really uh, focus on on one one race, you know, and not on the season. And um, on, uh, just before two, three, four months before the the games, the federation asked me uh, to to race in Italy or somewhere uh, somewhere else, mm -hmm. and I didn't really ready to to compete and i got some bad result and they decide to put me out of the selection and i was really uh, really angry and uh, frustrated about it and i say i say okay I, I want to to do something different now and i have my kids and uh, it takes me too much time to train uh, three times a day and uh, let's go for triathlon and uh, for for trail running and uh, and do uh, go for the second um, my second dream uh, diagonal defu and uh, 
But um, yeah, it was a long process as well. It was like uh, not as long as triathlon, uh, 15 years. But uh, yeah, it takes me maybe three, uh, four, five years to to going through the um, to the starting line of the diagonal last year. Yeah, yeah. David, obviously, uh, Reunion Island holds a special place in your heart, and obviously, any hardcore ultra runner knows it for the race Ooh. itself diagonal defu it's it's one of the toughest races in the calendar and and some would say it's probably the unofficial french championships as well because it's got such a mm. such a strong field particularly on the french side of things so what would you say is so special about the island i've never been and i don't know a huge amount about it other than the race itself what what makes it a special place to be yeah for me it's really special because um, as i told you i grew up there and uh, since i'm a little uh, little boy i uh, i watched my friend and uh, my dad has already make it uh, two times and i was supporting him uh, when i was maybe eight years old and i saw the the runners yeah. uh, and the training training for for this race and everybody there uh, talking about this and uh, yeah when i was 12 years old i say uh, say okay i want to i want to do it uh, one day and that's for sure the the landscape yeah are amazing but also the um, the people like living the the race like the, the atmosphere b- before the race like the week before the race uh this island is not too big is maybe there's maybe uh, 800,000 people yeah. and it look like every every family have someone who's racing there so so everyone is talking about the race and yeah. it's really the big moment of the year in La Réunion it's uh, like no, normally I, I wanted to to be part of it and um, I try uh, the trail running like uh, on on the little uh, like I mean on the small races yeah. by uh, La, La Mascareigne is the the smallest race of the La Diagonale is 65k yeah. I won it the, the first year and I try, okay, let's go for the intermediate uh, race. It's uh, Trail de Bourbon. Yeah. It's 115, uh, 15K. I, I make it two times. I won, I won it two times. And, was, okay, last year it was time to, to go on the, on the, the big race and, uh, and to fulfill my dream. And uh, it, was, uh, yeah, it was really, really good because I have good training in the, in the summer before last year. I, and uh, I um, a really good uh, good experience and uh, yeah. yeah. It was funny, uh, David. You mentioned there about being inspired when you were twelve years old, and I think that's when you started racing triathlon as well. So being twelve was quite a big year for you, clearly, uh, and it shaped the rest of your life yeah, in yeah. many ways. Yeah. Um, so maybe if we talk about uh, your race last year, obviously, I think you finished an impressive sixth place. Is that right? Um, after. Well, yeah. A number of people went the wrong direction. I think there was a lot of confusion in the race. And obviously, when you get lost in a race, it can end up being a total disaster because I think we've, most of us have been there at some point. And when you get lost, um, if you don't choose the right attitude, it can be the end of the race for some people because it just affects you really badly. Yeah. So how did you manage to pick yourself up and get back into full race mode again after that, that, that period getting lost? Yeah, it's definitely uh, that you have to to get the the right decision, the right mind. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for me, it was the like the dream to be on the start line, and I was like a kid, you know, watching the the guys and uh, enjoying the atmosphere. And 
I really wanted to be there. So I start to the race as a, yeah to enjoy the people, the atmosphere, the noise and stuff, the music. Yeah. And uh, and after five ten k, we we went in, uh, in front with uh, Jordi Gamito yeah. and uh, and the Canadian guys, and we were third. Uh, we was uh, top uh, one to three, and uh, and we went away, and uh, we took the. Um, like the control, like the tempo, like the uh, cruise, cruising yeah. uh, uh, pace, and um, and after two two and a half uh, hour, uh, we got lost because some guys uh, took the rebound, the rebellies, and they put him in the wrong direction. Yeah. And uh, after maybe well, in the the story we we lost maybe one hour, but wow. um, you know when I I realized uh, that we. We're on the wrong way. I say, okay, uh, let's enjoy. So you are at home. Every every people are there for for you, and you are there for uh, doing your your like fulfill your your dream. And uh, no matter what's happened now, and I think, okay, I lost uh, one hour. Uh, is nothing uh, compared to the how how it long how, how the race is uh, is going. And if I put maybe 24, 25 hours, one hour or more is, is, is uh, not, yeah, it's not nothing. I mean, but uh, yeah, you can still get the podium or top five, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I try to stay positive in my mind and to think about the people waiting for me and the people watching me in computer and stuff and uh, enjoying running by myself in the at home in the in the night and stuff and uh, uh, yeah and uh, I was uh, I was able to 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 uh, to keep on going the yeah it's the, it's hard it's hard to let go of that yeah. sometimes because it's happened to me a couple of times in races and you've maybe been in a really strong position, maybe, you know, in the top three and then for whatever reason, I've gone the wrong way. And then I get super frustrated with myself and I think, you know, I would have been in a different position now. And But the minute you can control your mind, I think, and, and change your attitude, you can maybe start getting back into the race and maybe chasing people down. So, uh, yeah, it was quite interesting to hear that. And, and right. David, yes, you've won this three big races in La yeah. Reunion, you've won two of them. You've done the, the big Diagonal Day um and you've had a very impressive debut um, in that race. And obviously this year's race is, I think it was cancelled um, for obvious reasons with everything that's going on. Do you have um, do you have a plan and a desire to go back to Diagonal Day Foo and complete the set and have all three races won? Yeah. Is that for next year? Yeah, maybe? yeah, definitely. Um, the plan is to go back uh, next year. I, I will, I should be racing this year, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, the yeah. is cancelled. But uh, by the way, I, I didn't train really well this summer, uh, and yeah, it was different uh, approach this year. Uh, I just wanted to to go there and getting experience because I'm not, I'm not. Um, yep. I know these, but uh, I think I have to to learn uh, yeah. from from people, from runners, from like racing ultra. And uh, yeah, for sure, that's my uh, my big goal next year. But I want to try uh, also UTMB, and uh, I really want to to push myself. Uh, that I I uh, I told to to be out of the comfort zone and to challenge and uh, challenging. Uh, 
and uh, to say, okay, what's what's it? What's it? What's you get your motivation? What is hard? What's it? And uh, and say, okay, uh, let's let's try it. And it's not easy, but okay, it's, it's not easy. I will do it. And um, but there's yeah, so many races I, I want I want to do. I'm I'm just beginning and. Um, yeah, it's like a triathlon. I was a bit uh, upset at the end because I was racing pretty much every races uh, four or five times. Yeah. And uh, in, in trail running, uh, all uh, races are different in such beautiful place. And uh, so that's why I want to race in US. In US, I want to race UTMB. I want to race in Japan. I want to race in France. But uh, it takes me time to to do it. Uh, but for the uh, the sponsors and, and stuff, uh, yeah, I want I want to be in, in La Réunion for the people, for my friend, and it's always a great atmosphere, good vibration for yeah. me there. And uh, yeah. yeah, 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 and I, I also I have good um, good performance. It's good uh, good result because I really I think when I'm racing at home is different for that I'm racing in Europe is something missing in Europe, and that's why I think I got my best result in La Réunion, and I didn't prove it uh, for the moment in France. But uh, yeah, we are, I have time to to make it. But uh, yeah, for sure I, I want to to race in again. I, I'm going to La Réunion in two weeks for two for maybe three weeks so soon i'm i'm go back there and uh, i'm really I'm really glad for this uh and uh yeah. yeah to to enjoy and to going and in the trail into the into the island to to run free and uh yeah that's good stuff what wonderful what's been your your biggest um learning moving from from being a world-class olympic level triathlete to moving to long distance trail ultra what's the one big difference and big learning that you've had to pick up the, but that, that the thing that i was uh telling telling you so in triathlon so you train hard like and there's a gesture you gestion of the race but it's not that uh you know like the this long such long races uh in triathlon is for the Olympic distance is not like uh, more than two hours, yeah. so you're going uh, as yeah. fast as you can, and if you blow up, you you explode, yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, what I like in yeah in trail is is running the the long race. I think since I'm I'm doing trail running, I I think I like racing more than 100k, like 100, 120, 150, because yeah. you're running uh, during the night by yourself, like, and I really like this, uh, this approach and uh, to eat properly, to, to drink as well. And like, and every single um, decision is maybe, um, can be something uh, you will regret before, you know, yeah. and you have to be yeah. well you have to be yeah it's different approach and and, and what i discover in this uh, in this kind of sports and i really like him really, really like it we we talk in ultra running a lot about how that there's a lot of self-transcendence and you you find out a lot about yourself in those dark hours and those you know the 20th hour of a race like you you would have found in diagonal mm -hmm. day food and i think that's that that's that's something that you, you can't get in those shorter sprint events because you're you're so focused on the effort yeah. that you forget about the, the the mind element of it which is it's amazing to hear now um we we do um a, a thing called fast twitch yeah um as part of our questions um and what that is 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 we've got 
10 questions to ask you where we'll give you a choice of two things and you just have to tell us which one you prefer out of the two of them. So just a very quick fire, fast twitch questions. Um, Paul and I will ask you, um, ask them alternatively and just tell us which of them you prefer. So just a bit of fun, David. So let's let let me start with number one. Pizza or pasta? Uh, Pizza. Intervals or hill reps? Intervals. Philosophy or psychology? Uh, Philosophy. Comedy or drama? Uh, Drama. Trail running Mm. or triathlon? Trail running. Music or books? Uh, Or what? Books. Uh, it's a tough one. Mu- what, mu- uh, books are oh, books. Sorry. Music or books are yeah. oh, books, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Hope or optimism? Hope or optimism? Um, hope. Yeah. Energy gels yeah. or energy bars? Energy gels. <clears throat> I think I know the answer to this next one. UTMB or Diagonal Day Food? Uh, diagonal. Uh, yeah. Split yeah. shorts or long shorts? <laughs> uh, long shorts. <laughs> long shorts. Okay. Um, I think we've maybe we've got one other bonus question to ask. I, I guess, David, I have a, a question I'd love to ask you. you. You focused on two massive goals in your career, the Olympics and Diagonal Day Foo, and such opposites in terms of the events, but you've got such a a really powerful connection with both. If you had to choose one of them to win, um, what would it be? Yeah, I think my heart will go for the diagonal, but uh, I think, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a good question because... That's a tough question. Been in the, yeah, yeah it's, it's a tough question because I've been in triathlon for the process since I'm years old and I was on it and I, I, I don't really uh, think about it, you know, you, you're pushing, you have a result and you're going through the... Yeah, to the top, and uh, but um, what I really like, I, I definitely prefer to to race like uh, in nature and uh, uh, like trail running. That's uh, the triathlon uh, uh, world. Yeah. I mean, so and yeah. David, would 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 you ever go back to triathlon? Would you ever consider doing the longer Ironman stuff or some Xterra uh, events or anything? Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Um, I, I, I'm thinking about it, but I'm 36 years old at the moment, and maybe for my uh, in four years, yeah. maybe for my 40th, uh, I, I never did uh, Ironman before, so my kids maybe will be for sure a bit um, taller, and uh, let's maybe why not to try uh, uh, Ironman experience? Yeah, yeah that, that, but not now. But, yeah. That would be interesting to see. Anyway, I think we'll we'll finish it up there if that's okay. I will let you get back to your family. I know you've got some uh, a lot on your plate at the moment, and you'll be racing at the weekend. So best best of luck with your race. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it, and we hope we'll be able to do it again sometime. Thank you, guys. David, you are a fascinating athlete with an amazing history. Thank you so much. Um, it's been brilliant to hear your your passion for ultra running and trail running. So I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, James. Thank you, Paul. It was really nice to speak to David. I think it's really brave to come on to a podcast and not know what you're going to be asked and also have to answer in a second language. 
I think most of us listen to a lot of interview-based podcasts and we get really used to the polished ones where both the interviewer and the interviewees have spent years honing their craft and polishing their messages. This series has been really interesting for us as we've been pushed to learn more about what we do and why we do it, about podcasting and how best to interview a wide range of people, some that we'd never normally speak to. We've made mistakes for sure, but it's all part of this journey and we're excited about what's coming next. I think it's certainly worth another episode just for James and I to talk about what we've learned from these great athletes and what we've learned about ourselves. We appreciate the support we get from you and for the investment of your time. We have some great ideas for the coming series. We really want to get back to digging deep into the thinking, the commitments and the passion that supports us in leading this ultra life and be brave enough to talk openly about the issues that hold us back. We're also keen to try to open it up to you more too and we'll talk more about that soon. So let's stop making comparisons and striving for perfection. If we connect to our essential selves and do what we're supposed to be doing, then we are never going to fit in anyway and even that's irrelevant. Let's continue to be bespoke and people will either hate you or love you for it. What matters is that we stop trying to be a fast food burger with fries and instead celebrate our own unique textures and flavours that will resonate with some, but not with others. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to hear more, then please subscribe, leave us a comment and share it on social media. Why don't you take a screen grab and tag us in with your favourite quote or takeaway from the episode. Huge thanks to Compre Sport for supporting the series. Compress Sport creates some of the very best technical performance running in multi-sport clothing. The designs and the fabrics are always evolving as the apparel is pushed to its limits by some of the best endurance athletes in the world, people like David. You can check it out at compressport.com. We'll be back soon with more of these conversations on living the ultra life where we'll talk further about the people, the places, the culture and the training behind our running lives. I'm Paul Giblin. And I'm James Stewart, and you have been listening to the Pylon Ultra Pod. Boom!